All right, guys, welcome back to BogoCast. Today I'm here with a really special guest, Josh. Josh, say hello. Uh, hi. Hey, <laughs> Josh. Josh, tell us about yourself. Um, my name is Joshua Allenpour. I am a senior at East Brunswick High School. Um, I really like chess, I like theoretical physics, and I like to compose classical music. All right. Tell us more about um, how much you like chess. Are you part of the chess club? Um, I, I attended 1B. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> That, that was me last year. I did the same thing. I attended the the first meeting and then I played in the tournament. That's it. Um, where are you from originally? Um, I was born in Morristown, New Jersey, but my parents moved to Jinan, uh, China, mm-hmm. um, when I was ten years old. Okay. So you have like a basic like education there and a little bit of education here, and then you came back here for senior year. Um, it's it's a it's a little bit uh, more complicated. I um. I never finished the fourth grade. I never attended the fifth, okay. the sixth. I attended the seventh, but I never attended the eighth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is all in China. And then I came back for freshman year. I came back to Texas. Okay. Um, uh, but half of it, uh, it got interrupted halfway, and, and we went back to China. Okay. Um, so I got, <laughs> do you want me to keep going? <laughs> yeah, 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 keep on going, keep on going. Oh, I have this. Okay, so um, August 20, 2016. Um, okay, so to give you some reference, May 11, 2011, that's when I moved to China okay. from New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and then August 20, 2016 was the day that I moved from uh, China back to the United States, but we moved to Frisco, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, we stayed in our friend's house. Um, they were, it was a childhood friend who was uh, nice enough to allow us to stay there for a couple of uh, months. Um, but my dad was originally a pharmacist. And uh, he, the whole reason that he moved to China uh, was because he had this crazy dream to start an Italian restaurant franchise, which has virtually nothing to do with pharmacy. <laughs> just love but, China to start a restaurant. Yeah, no, he literally, he literally went to California for a month. He took a bunch of courses from all these people. And then he's like, he comes home one day. He's like, hey, I want to start a restaurant. And then my mom's like, no, we can't start it in the United States. There's too many good pizza restaurants. Let's go to China. And we're like, okay, we're going to China. And I was given a one day notice and um, <laughs> the next day I was on the plane. But um, anyways, we stayed uh, We stayed in um, uh, my friend's house for uh, quite a bit. Um, but when we came back to the United States, the whole reason we came back was because of business. our business eventually kind of failed. Yeah. Um, we lost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were pretty naive. Uh, we thought we were gonna like triple our money in like six months and come back, but like, nah, that didn't happen at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, on August 2016, we go back to Frisco, Texas. Um, we're with uh, my childhood friends and, and whatnot, and eventually they kick us out. So we're, we're kind of left finding our own apartment and we find this really, really tiny apartment. So it's pretty fun and all. But uh, we didn't have any income coming because my something was wrong with my dad's pharmacy license. Like, he couldn't practice. Yeah. So we literally had no income. Um, but we rented a car. And eventually we got kicked out of our apartment. So we were literally sleeping in our car. It was uh, it was overdue. So many damn payments. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. This story gets a little confusing. But my mom was stuck in China this entire time. Okay. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Um. So basically, we started like the Italian restaurant franchise thing, right? Yeah. But um, my mom um, 
she uh, there was a quite a bit of lawsuits involved uh, yeah. with her restaurant uh, regarding investors and whatnot, and so um, they all just put it under my mom's name. So when we attempted to leave on August twentieth, um, my mom just had to stay there. So um, yeah. Anyways, fast forward a little bit. We're sleeping in a in a stolen car. Um, <laughs> eventually, my mom saves enough money to like wire us enough money to just like get us plane tickets back to China because like we hadn't seen our mom in like six months, right? Yeah. And uh, there's no point in staying in the United States anymore because well, there's, there's nothing. There, there's, there's, yeah, there's no income. We, we can't make any money. So my dad, he uh, <laughs> it was it was an accurate MDX. Um, <laughs> what he did was we went to the airport, we grabbed the keys. Um, we literally had nothing, by the way. Like yeah, yeah, all yeah. we had were like the fucking clothes. Oh, sorry, you're, the you're, clothes you're, on you're, our backs. <laughs> and um, um, we had the clothes on our backs. We had like some snacks here and there, but it was. I didn't know that we didn't have any money for a long time. Yeah. My dad always put on this illusion, like, "Oh, we're fine." Yeah, but yeah, then I started yeah. to notice that he never ate. Like when we were eating, I'm like, "Why aren't you eating?" He's like, "I'm not hungry." But yeah. I later found out we didn't have enough cash. <laughs> but uh, anyways, we grabbed the keys and he just threw it in some random bushes while we were in the uh, airport, <laughs> and that was the last that we saw the Airbnb. Um, and then we we went back to China. So that's when I started. Uh, I went to uh, the Chinese school's name is Luang. Uh, to finish my freshman year, because this all happened on February 17, 2017. Yeah. So we only stayed in Texas from August 20 to February 17. Okay. Um, yeah. And then the thing is, like in China, at least in the city that I lived in, um, they usually separate the school. So ninth grade is still considered middle school over there. So I had to go to a different school. Um, I went to Yu uh, High School, which was also in Jinan. Um, I went there for. Like a good three quarters of the tenth grade, a good three quarters of sophomore year. Yeah. Um, that was pretty standard stuff. Um, and then we came back to New Jersey again on March 28, twenty eighteen, uh, and that's when I had the last quarter of my sophomore year in this school in New Jersey called uh, Morris Hills. Yeah. It's in Morristown. Yeah, Morristown. And then yeah, and then uh, um, for my entire junior year was also over there. But we moved uh, like halfway into my junior year. We moved to East Brunswick, um, and we couldn't switch schools then. So we were just driving one hour like every single day, just back and forth. Um, but eventually, I came to East Brunswick High School uh, for my senior year. And yeah, I'm sorry, I'm babbling now. But yeah, five schools in four years—it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, no, you had like a very different way of uh, really living and educating yourself. How did you get yourself into uh, physics? Physics, um, so I took a, a course called AP Physics. I took it in junior year. And um, for our final uh, project, um, this was after the AP exam, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for our final project, we had to, uh, we had to pick, um, so in physics, there are different branches of physics, right? There's and usually in high school courses in AP physics and whatnot, you're going to learn uh, classical mechanics. Yeah. So that's basic, basic physics. That's Newtonian mechanics. That's that kind of stuff. Of course, there's more, there's, in my opinion, cooler stuff like, I don't know, quantum mechanics and quantum, constant yeah. gravity and relativity and stuff like that. But um, um, 
Basically, you were supposed to pick a topic in classical mechanics, and you had to write a four-page report on it, and you had to make a short video with it. But I was like, you know, I, I caught on. I heard of this theory called string theory, and I really yeah, wanted yeah. to research it, and I thought it was really, really cool. Um, so I begged my teacher. I was like, hey, can I please, please, like, can you make an exception? I don't want to do anything about, like, balls on inclines or stuff like that. That's, like, boring. And it's like, okay, fine. Um, and then, I don't know, I kind of just got addicted. <laughs> I, I, I was just researching as much as I can. I barely got any sleep. Um, I was just surviving on coke, not cocaine, but Coca-Cola. <laughs> 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 um, and that's, that's really it. It took me roughly like 400 hours, I'd say, in total, um, in about a month's time. And I completed a 151 dissertation, and I titled it The Fundamentals of Strength Theory and Its Principal Constituents of Quantum Mechanics and Relativity. So it just goes through, there's a theory in physics, um, special relativity which was proposed by einstein and then uh there's another theory called general relativity which is essentially like it builds off of that theory yeah um and then i go through some topics in quantum mechanics so there's there's this thing called like schrodinger's equation there's heisenberg certainty principle these are just like different topics in quantum mechanics and what string theory is is essentially what they call a theory of quantum gravity and what that means is that it's uh it's an attempt to unite these two different branches of physics Surprisingly, if you try to merge one theory known as general relativity with another theory known as quantum mechanics, um, it, it doesn't really work out very well. Yeah. So uh, that's why you have string theory. String theory is uh, it attempts to essentially unite those two. That's why it has that. Okay. So you really got yourself into that, and I saw that you submitted that paper to a multitude of universities, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of shoved into their faces. I don't know if it's like <laughs> I was just desperate. <laughs> I was like, well, please, I worked so hard. Can you just give me some attention? I, I emailed it to over like forty professors. Yeah. I got like like five responses, <laughs> which that's not like the best. What's that? Five out of forty. That's one. Of, that's twelve point five success. Twelve point five percent success rate. But I mean. Um, it was still nice um, of them to, to respond. Well, um, clearly, yeah, out yeah. a little. You know, you're <laughs> you're going to Harvard. Uh, are you like really? Are you truly excited to go to like college? Because I don't know if I am myself. I'm a little bit nervous. It's a different lifestyle. Obviously, I lived here my whole life, basically in this town in the state. You, on the other hand, had a little bit of a different story. Are you really? Are you uh, excited to move on to like basically the next chapter in your life? I'm kind of scared. To be yeah. honest, I'm really yeah. scared because everyone's hyping it up. They're like, "Man, I went to the I went to the group chat. You know, they have like admitted students group chat, and yeah, I yeah. sent like a meme. I sent one of those like a stupid meme, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody is so cultured to talk about Plato. They're talking about no, like no, Socrates. No, no. It's all about like, meme oh. culture. It's all about the meme culture floor game. Now, and I, now I just look like a complete dumbass. I'm like, ah. <laughs> no. I'm not very. I'm not very good at first impressions. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> um, what's the most? What's one of the greatest things you found in East Brunswick? What's like one of the things that you really appreciate about the town? I think people are have great hospitality over here. I think that's. I think that's that's a. It's a very admirable trait. People are very, in general, I'd say, yeah, at yeah, least yeah, the ones yeah. that I've dealt with. They're they're very kind. Um, they're very welcoming. Like, I didn't know anybody yeah. in East Brunswick, and they were so welcoming, you know, like, 
they could have like bullied the new kid or whatever and uh, I was able to make friends very very easily here in juxtaposition to I'd say other places yeah um, <laughs> yeah I was practically invisible in my junior year um, <laughs> one time in AP physics we had this test on rotation and so in my physics class AP physics this was in my old school yeah um, I sat in the very very back of the class and everybody had a desk mate but we had like an odd number of kids so I didn't have a desk mate I was just in the corner in the back <laughs> and like um, this one test right we took and everybody bombed it everybody got like a terrible terrible score yeah. so he gave us like this huge curve he gave us like a 17 point curve <laughs> I, I have no idea but apparently I did well on it and the nerds that sit in the front they ask the teacher like oh did anybody get over 100 and he's like oh yeah Josh you got a 116 and I was like, and then they turned around. They're like, wait, we have a Josh in our class? I'm like, uh, hi. <laughs> it was so weird. After that day, um, because in the front of the class, we're just a bunch of nerds. Yeah. They just started, we had like this, it, they never talked to me. I don't know why. We, but we had like this, um, we would like have these stare downs. Like he would like stare at me like, you ain't nothing. And I'm like, okay. And it was just, it was just weird. I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah. Esports, like, honestly, is a really big, different environment. It's it's not only that it's, it's kind of diverse at the same time, but, like, it, 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 I agree with you here. It's really welcoming. It's it's a lot easier to make friends here than it is in other places. But the one thing that I truly admire about esports, like, is, like you said, the hospitality of the people, where, really, honestly, I didn't know you that well. Uh, I still don't know you very much well, but honestly, I can consider you one of my friends because you really are a cool guy. I really admire you, you do some pretty cool stuff. But the main thing that eSports like, offers, it offers a community for people to like really interact with each other that wasn't there previously. Where the reason I became friends with you is because I saw your profile and I was like, yo, this kid's really smart and he honestly has some really cool ideas I want to get them that was one of the reasons I approached you, but also because you were honestly one of the like, nicest and genuine kids I know. Because as soon as I started DMing you, you sent me some pretty funny stuff, I can say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have a very questionable sense of humor. A lot of the times, people don't get it and they take me so seriously. I'm like, come on. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I like to let them up. I also like to let them up. So, on to something else your piano lifestyle. So, I know that you create your own pieces, I've listened to them a lot. Um, oh, we're really, of course, we're really inspired you, like, to keep on pursuing that, or, like, what really got you into piano? Um, it's, I, I don't, I mean, okay, I, so I grew up in China, right, and everybody there is, like, Pianist. a piano master at age four, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I didn't really fall into that category, I never touched the piano until, um, <laughs> I never touched the piano until I was, like, 16, yeah. so I was left out, so one time, um, my parents, they wanted to get me into it. They're like, hey, you know, why can't you be like all the other Asian kids? Just like play something. And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I went to a piano uh, class, like out of like, like being nice for it. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll try it. Yeah. And then I went there. First of all, all of the kids there were like six. Okay. And then I was the oldest one there. It was So the kids were like six and you're 16. What, honestly, what were you feeling there? So I, I, <laughs> my, I, I was just there because my parents were like, give it a shot. And I did give it a shot. Um, there was just 
one piece of music I really wanted to learn. Um, it's called Moonlight Sonata. Uh, it's by Ludwig van Beethoven, and I wanted to learn the fir- first movement. Um, so um, I, I told the, the teacher prior that I wanted to learn it, so she prepared sheet music. But the thing is, like, I didn't know anything. Like, I literally knew nothing. I didn't know what the keys, like, what the names were. I didn't know uh, anything. But she assumed that I could read sheet music. Um, so she, she kind of just like slammed the sheet music in front of me. She's like, okay, play. I'm like, I, I, I can't read this. <laughs> and then she started getting upset. I don't know. She was having like a bad day or something. And she wasn't even like, she was a young kid. She was like in her 20s. She was like a college student. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, long story short, um, she kind of just like cursed me off in front of the other like six year olds. And it was so embarrassing, bro. So, so embarrassing. Imagine a 16 year old kid. Like, in China, you're supposed to be like a master at that age. Yeah. And I'm just there, like, I don't know how to read this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she grabbed me by the ear and she started, she started speaking in Chinese, like, come on, let's go. Come on. It's like, it's so weird. Um, so, was that, I kind uh, of was that got, a couple of curse words here? Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. That was in Chinese. Is that yeah, it was in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I so I went back home and I really wanted to prove her wrong. I had this really really crummy keyboard. Mm-hmm. It had like 61 keys, and it it cost like what? Um, I want to say like a hundred RMB. So that's like about 15 US dollars. Yeah. It was a really really crummy keyboard. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna prove her wrong. I'm gonna learn as much piano as I can without um, being able to read sheet music because that was. Yeah. <laughs> One of her main points in her argument. So I looked up on YouTube, and um, there are these uh, videos, um, essentially like piano tutorial videos. Yeah. But like they're not with sheet music. They're just like it's they're like really an animated awesome piano music. with the notes. Yeah. Um, they're called like they're called Synthesia videos. Uh, well, I, most of them are um, because there's an app called Synthesia. So I use those to like learn songs, and I learned the most basic things ever. Um, and then. Um, with and I, I had a lot of free time back then. Um, I had, I, I was like practicing on average around six hours a day um, because I really, really wanted to prove it wrong. I was so pissed. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> I was really upset. Yeah, so yeah, for six hours straight, every single day, I was just just hammering the keyboard. Um, but within a month in, I accidentally composed something, and it was a very, very simple melody. So like, it was only four measures. It was a D minor, and I didn't even know any. I didn't know anything about music theory. All I knew is that the chords and the melody it worked. I was like, oh, this is cool. So I kept playing around with that. I'm like, okay, you know what? I want to start studying music theory too. This is like really, really cool. Um, so I started. Like I, you can find um, a lot of good music theory resources online. There's a good website like Open Music Theory. Yeah. Um, so I basically studied those, and I my motivations kind of shifted. I, I no longer wanted to like prove it wrong. I I kind of yeah, fell in love with music, and I know that sounds like that sounds really really cliche, no. but it's kind of true. Like yeah. I just I I fell in love with it, um, and it didn't feel like those six hours. Like yeah, six hours is a lot of time to like practice an instrument, but like it kind of passed by, and yeah. I was like mesmerized by that. I was like, how? That makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started studying music theory, and I no longer practiced because I wanted to prove wrong, but because I wanted to like make my own music. It's like it's kind of like a language almost. Um, so yeah, I, I I eventually I started composing my own pieces. And, 
time went on, and, uh, eventually I, I got a better piano. <laughs> um, and I started composing not only for piano, but for uh, orchestra as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I like how this story started, how you moved to China, you had to pick up an instrument, the teacher got pissed at you, so you decided to prove her wrong, practice six hours a day, and fell in love with it. That's kind of that's absurd to me. That's it. <laughs> It just, it seems kind of surreal to think about, like, how you fell in love with something because somebody was mad at you. Like, that's that's basically inspiration behind how you work. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't know if I should be mad at her or thankful because, yeah. like, yeah, she didn't piss me off that day. But, like, if it were for her, I probably, like, would have never <laughs> pursued yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, music. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, I, well, I have one last question for you, my friend. This is yep. about your personal attire in the high school. Why, <laughs> <laughs> why do you wear suits? You know, I got made fun of for, for the first month by so many people. Like, why are you in a suit? Like, who cares, man? <laughs> I, I, no, the, the reason yeah. I find it interesting is because, you know, I find school is a casual environment, but I don't know if you see it the same way. I was, I was essentially, okay, so in my old, in, in, in Chinese schools, yeah. like almost every single Chinese school, you're obligated to wear a uniform. Okay. Uh, a lot of Chinese schools uniforms, they're not very, they're like, they look like baggy, they're very baggy clothing, yeah. but the schools that I went to, for some odd reason, they always dressed up really, really fancy, so it was always um, a white Oxford button-up with a, uh, a navy blue blazer with gold buttons and uh, navy blue dress pants. That's how like everybody dressed and you had to you had to dress like that. So I was just really, really accustomed to just like going to school looking like that. Okay. And so that, yeah, that, that's really the main reason why. So it was like basically um, also, just to keep a tradition, right? Like keep like the routine almost? Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's definitely, it's, it's a routine now. Um, also, I literally don't have, I don't own any, <laughs> I don't know anything else. I'm, I'm going to have to take you on a I could borrow trip. my brother's clothes, but I don't know if they fit. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to take you on a shopping trip, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get you some social attire. Alright, thank you so much, Josh. It was honestly really fun being with you here. This is cool. Thank you for having me. Of course, I've never done a podcast. Dude. This is really, really cool. Alright, have a good night, dude. Alright, you too.